Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 67 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals and hump. It's a tough day for Walk On Radio as uh, the seat's warm, and uh, me and you are both now on the couch. We've got a lot to talk about, NFL playoffs, but before that, how are you feeling? I'm good, Dalton. A uh, lot to lot to get to today. Be a nice, uh, nice, solid NFL playoff oriented episode. How about how about last weekend, Dalton? I mean, it was that was that the greatest playoff weekend ever? No, I. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let, a... me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> was it the greatest playoff weekend as just a football spectator? As far as as far as how good the games were? Yeah, I mean, every game was exciting, even to the Packer 49er game, which was thirteen to ten. But, I mean, every game down to a game winner, a uh, kicker. Kickers win Super Bowls, apparently. Right. And from a season last year where everyone was missing, we finally have a good kicker season. But uh, as a Packer fan, a little unfortunate, as uh, we'll get into. But let's start off with some Sam Houston news. We always like to start off with that. And uh, I knew about this for a while, and I've talked to you about it, but we've officially named our wide receivers and running back coach. Of course, John Perry is the offensive coordinator, and uh, Coach Bassett is the offensive line coach. We've already talked about them, but officially we have Coach Walker, the receivers coach. He's from South Oak Cliff. They just won a state championship. He's coming to coach the receivers. And John Johnson, the running back coach, which is funny. You know where John Johnson's come from. Well, I uh, so my dad told me that. Uh, I didn't realize it when I read the name, but... You can go ahead and tell him, but I, I, that's it's a little ironic. Yeah, so last year he was an offensive analyst for Oklahoma State, but before that he was a South Dakota State running back coach. He uh, unfortunately had to watch us win the national championship against them, but uh, he coached some two really good running backs I, I that almost gonna, won the game for I them. I was going to say, uh, his position group nearly uh, single-handedly got them a ring. Uh, you got a question, Dalton. Can he win the big game? Is this coach ready for the big stage? Because... I know that I have a ring. I know that you have a ring, but I know that he does not have a ring. Well, it's quite funny. Uh, apparently, the story is that some of the coaches were wearing their rings when they first met him, and he told them, I can't see it. I don't want to look <laughs> right, at it. Yeah. Right. But uh, a cool thing about Coach, uh, Coach Johnson is running back, offensive analyst at Oklahoma State, we have got a running back transfer from Oklahoma State, Desmond Jackson. Oh, so connection there, that'll, okay. that'll be really cool. You um, think that had... You think that played something with that? I don't know. Maybe I, I would assume so. It depends on their relationship. I don't know. Being an analyst, how much of uh, how much power you really have, but you you know someone from the system. But uh, definitely a big get for Sam Houston in the running back room, of course, with Ramon Jefferson hitting the transfer portal. You know, it's tough news, but uh, it is what it is. But we're finding people. We're building ourselves a nice little jo- uh, nice little group. Coach Barnes, Clayton Barnes, he does a great job with recruiting. And the class that we have this year is insane. Just the amount of people. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna comment on, Dalton. Last weekend, uh, official visits for for a lot of the high school and transfer recruits. Man, it looked like we've got some dudes coming in. Uh, highest rated, highest rated recruiting class as far as twenty four seven sports goes uh, to date. Uh, I think it was a top 100 FBS recruiting class. Is, is that correct? Yeah, they just got moved to like 99. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's big time. Yeah. Uh, in, in your first year of being an FBS program, I mean, how many how many three star recruits do we have? Eight, seven, a couple. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And uh, you know, we have another big recruit that just uh, signed. Uh, I'm not going to say anything yet because I don't know if it's official official yet, and I don't want to you know go 
and say something, but a big signing coming. Is, is it is it official? It's uh, I don't know if because I haven't seen it on Twitter. I know what you told me. Yeah, it's but. official. As in for the team, we've seen him around. He's a, oh, he's been here. Yeah, former five star. I'm not going to say the name yet, just in case something happens. Maybe they got to finish some paperwork. But uh, if he posts about it big or name. they introduce big him, name. I will say something. It's a big name. Big it's name. something that it's very exciting for us. But uh, another thing too with the recruiting class is after this last visit. We now have the highest-ranked recruit uh, from 24-7. It used to be Ife, but now Jihad Latif, offensive lineman, formerly uh, committed to Washington State. He is now a Bearcat. He's our highest recruit we've ever had. So He's that's, a high school kid? Yeah. So Okay, yeah, because I knew Ife, when he came in, was the highest-rated recruit we had ever had. But this this guy now is yeah. So wow. he's now so just the job they've done, and it's it's been tough because with the whole rumors of us maybe not being able to play for a national championship, us maybe not be, get being bowl eligible the next year, it's something that it's going to be hard to bring in transfers and, and some young guys. But they did a good job. We have a massive recruiting class, and I'm really excited. Uh, shout out to Thomas Jewett. I was his host. Uh, he's a tight end that already signed here. He he listens to the show. He's a, he's a big fan. And uh, I'm excited to have him in the tight end room. He's a great kid from straight Jesuit. Uh, I have some beef with him, though, because he did beat Alvin last year and uh, is one of the reasons we didn't make playoffs. So don't really like him that much, but he's a great kid. And uh, I'm really excited. Hump, in your eyes, you've seen a bunch of receivers we've signed, some big guys. How does it make you feel about the recruiting class and the the future of the Bearcats? Oh, it's good, man. Uh, Of course, you know, Sam Houston has a long history of great receivers, so you hope that Guys you bring in realize that and, and know what the standard is. Uh, you know, Jay Rockwell, I saw that he's a Gilmer kid. That That's my neck of the woods. I played Gilmer in a lot of different things growing up. So I, I, I'm excited to see how he progresses uh, into into college. But, you know, my, my only advice to, to these guys coming in, um, you know, we, we've built this thing up. Uh, and, and it was built up before us, but – we we took it to a new level, and so I just I, I want I want everyone that's coming in to appreciate the opportunity that they're getting to play at a great program like Sam Houston. And yeah, there's changes coming. We're moving from FCS to FBS, so things might get murky here and there uh, uh, for a couple years. But you just got to stay the course. Um, you know, the 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 sooner that that freshman football players will realize that they're not they're no longer the best player at their high school. Uh, and and realize that things come with hard work, uh, the better off they will be. And, and Dalton and I are two guys that, that can attest to that. Uh, we wouldn't be where we were at without that mindset. So guys coming in, that's all, you know, I, to me that, that would be my biggest piece of advice, but massively successful recruiting group. I uh, hope that they live up to the expectations that we have for them. Uh, and, I, and I think, like I said, I, I, there's going to be some murky times with this transition, but I think that more good days are coming than bad days. Yeah, and I think my piece of advice too, and I've talked to some of the guys about this, is look, with this opportunity of us maybe not being national championship playoff eligible, and uh, you know, with people going, we want to have as many people we can once we're bowl eligible, there's probably going to be retros happening. There's going to be people that are going to want to wait and, and get that opportunity. So this is the time. This is the time for the young kids to come in and show their worth and show and get more playing time than you probably would. And so step up, take advantage, and uh, do the best you can. But man, that Jay Rockwall kid, he is a big boy. They were having huge, pictures in the yeah. locker room. Dude's a big boy. I know we have a quarterback named Silas. He's a, he's a young kid. He can throw it around. I'm really excited, man. We have a great group of kids, great transfer group, and uh, really excited for Sam Houston Bearcats. But we're talking about the future. Let's talk about the past a little bit. Jaquez Ezzard. 
He's uh he's playing in the PA Bowl uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on a Friday. He's going to be playing on Saturday. And a hump, apparently, and we knew this, and I think all of FCS knew this, but... Uh, Surprises me zero. <laughs> he's the real deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what's been... Uh, so what do you think? Yeah. What? Well, you saw you saw the same reports that I saw. Just uh, I think it was maybe Sports Illustrated put it out. It was like money makers of the day. And, and I, essentially that list is is probably guys that weren't necessarily on the, the radar that have done really well at this NFLPA bowl practices, and, and now they're in line to, to make some real money. Uh, and Jaquez was number one on that list. And so that's, that's pretty special coming from the NFLPA bowl. Did you see the video of him? I think it was just a basic flat route. He was kind of, I don't know if he was in the running back position or in the slot, motioned over, and just kind of got a check down pass. And uh, he juked the defender, and the defender fell down. I don't know what school he, the guy was from, but if you're in the PA Bowl and you're shaking people like that, he's definitely going to have a good shot. Yeah, no, and I, and I saw uh, after that video, I saw somebody comment that his NFL player comp was Debo Samuel. Well, Debo Samuel is having quite the, uh, quite the amount of success right now as a running back, as a receiver, as an outside guy, slot guy, wherever you need him. To me... I can see that. I can see Jaquez playing really at any spot, return man, whatever. Yeah, and I think I think his shine will be in the re- the return game. I think as we saw his Early. punt return game. Yeah, but uh, he's he's going to fit in well. The weird thing, I know it's a little thing, but Jaquez in eighty six. I it, I, I didn't like it. It's I, a little weird. I, no, I like the I like the lower number for Jaquez. Yeah, but I he, saw that. he looks great. It, it's really cool to see the Sam Houston helmet with the combine. Or with the with the games, uh, I know Zion. He's coming up with the Reese Senior Bowl. That's going to be really fun to watch. But Jaquez Edwards, keep an eye on him and and keeping on what they do. So Hump, the question is, in, in your mind, you're kind of a you pay attention. You you're really good with the draft. What do you think, in your honest, realistic opinion, do you think Jaquez can get drafted? Of course, there's a guy like PJ Hall, who ever, everyone thought was going to get drafted low, ended up being a second round pick. So or a second yeah second round uh, draft pick. So with Jaquez. What do you think? Of course, he's a little bit shorter, but after this game, hopefully he's going to have the stats and uh, people are going to have their eyes on him. Yeah, Dalton, I, um, I, think, that, I think that all this publicity that he's getting is huge. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, tomorrow is a big deal uh, for him. If he can you know, catch two, three, four balls and do something with them, then that's going to go a long way. Uh, obviously, his pro day... Uh, coming up, when is that? March is March pro yeah, day. I think yeah, so. pro day. So he needs to run in the in the four fives, four fours. That that would go a long way. Uh, obviously, his his jumps are going to be off the charts. Broad jump, vertical jump, bench press is going to be good. All, all those are going to be really good. But needs to run a good forty. Um, but in my semi professional opinion, I do think that Jaquez will get drafted. I, I don't think that he's going to be a uh, undrafted free agent. I could see Jaquez kind of being a day three guy, maybe fifth round, but probably looking at maybe sixth or seventh round. Now, having said that, if I woke up and he was drafted in the fourth round, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised because what he what he put on tape in that spring season, you're not going to find anywhere else. I mean, the dude literally scored every time he touched the ball, and not only he did that, but it wasn't against teams like it wasn't only against teams like Lamar and and Northwestern State or whatever. He did it in the biggest games. He 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 shined the brightest against James Madison. He shined the brightest in the national championship against South Dakota State. So I don't know. I I, I could definitely see Jaquez being maybe a fourth fifth rounder. Um, 
I'm going to I'm going to talk about the next guy that I definitely think is going to get drafted and that's Zion McCollum. He's got the Reese's Senior Bowl coming up. He has an NFL combine uh invite. He's going to test as good as anybody there. He'll run, you know, could he run in the four threes? I mean, he I think so. I, especially with all this time to train, I mean, yeah. th- and it's funny cuz we have our guys right after we lift it's the pro day guys. We have a bunch of seniors that are ready to do pro day. And that's all you work on is you work on your 40, you work on your bench press. And so it's specific stuff like that. And, uh, I, I know, I don't think Zion's been with in, in Huntsville and no, he's probably he, he's training not. somewhere, yeah. but he's going to have professional training and, and no, nothing against coach Parker. Cause he's doing a great job with the guys, but these are guys that their job is to get you ready for the combine. So his numbers are going to be crazy. Well, the way it works. And so I know this because I trained at Michael Johnson performance, uh, after my freshman year, which is one of the bigger NFL combine training places. And so I got to be around some really cool people uh, during that process. And so they sign with an agent and then the agent pays for all of this training, all the nutrition, all of the, all of the, the, the interview work. And, And there's a lot of things that go into it. And then if Zion hopefully gets drafted, he then pays back the agent for, for that. And that's how it works. So basically the agent is taking a chance on Zion to, to do all this. They, they put him through all these, all these practices and workouts and, and seminars and things of that nature. And then in the end, they think he's going to get drafted and he'll pay them back. So that's what's going on right now. Uh, Zion, I, I could – just that he's a corner. He's a 6'3", 6'4", corner. And corner is, a, is just a tough position to play. I could see Zion being drafted as high as the third round, third, wow. fourth round. Yeah, and like you said, being a 6'4 corner is just such a big deal, and uh, he's got the tape to prove it. Hump, with all the other guys training for Pro Day, and you know you know the seniors we had, is there anyone that you think could surprise people with their Pro Day numbers? Maybe like someone like a P.J. Hall or Derek Roberson that people didn't really know about that came out of nowhere with some good numbers and ended up on a team. Is there anyone right now that you think has a good shot of doing that? I don't necessarily know that we have anybody that's going to get drafted outside of Jaquez and, and Zion, but I, I definitely think coming off of a national championship, you, you're going to have guys that are undrafted free agents because I look at a guy like Tristan McCollum, Zion's twin brother. I just drafted Zion. Why the heck would I not take a chance on his carbon copy image brother for, for, for pennies on the dollar that, that's going to test really well also uh you know another guy that that I think could test really well is Colby Thomas he he's a he's a versatile offensive lineman played all five positions at Sam Houston three-time All-American too I think three-time All-American you know as well as I do the dude is fast I mean like extremely ridiculously fast and his bench press is as good as anyone's he's gonna really I think he could play D-line too if if they want to yeah, uh, especially yeah. just because how athletic he is yeah no doubt uh and you know you you bring up the D-line Joe Wallace, he's going to test well uh, for, for being that size. Jahari, he's going to test well for being that size. So I, I definitely think that there is potential there uh, for guys to, to test well at our pro day. I'm excited for that. Uh, I, I'm super into numbers and 40s and bench and vertical and all that. I, I get a kick out of anything like that. So I'm excited to, uh, to be a part of that. Uh, maybe we do a little walk on radio special before that. It would be fun. Maybe a on special, field. Maybe a live show. No, Yeah. Could be fun. That, that would be fun. Another name, too, is uh, Isaac Schley. He's up in Colorado yes, training. Isaac Schley. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be the next Travis Kelsey, but every receiving tight end has that second blocking tight end. And uh, Isaac has proven himself to get out and get some routes in. So I think you he's going to be. You can't teach 6'5 
250. Yeah, and not only that, that, he knows the game really well. Georgetown yes, very alum, smart guy. smart guy. I think he has a great shot uh, of being signed somewhere. And also Reese Jordan. Reese Jordan, uh, before he came here at Texas State, he was getting looked at. He has a great – he played center all four years, comes and plays tackles, does a great job. He has a great shot too. And it's just so cool how many players we have this year. You know, normally there's, there's two or three guys and everybody else is just kind of doing it to do it. But this year we have a great number of players, and I'm excited to go out there and watch. And uh, it's going to be a really fun time, huh? But next up, you know, we're talking about college football. Enough of that. It's time for some NFL, the, the main event, the main attraction. We have some news first, and we have a couple of retirements, a couple of people leaving. So I'm going to name three names. I want to hear your reaction to it. The first one is Coach Sean Payton. He finally hung it up with the Saints. And, man, this is going to be a different Saints team. How bad do you think this is going to affect them with him leaving? So, dude, I read that the Saints next season are $75 million over the salary cap limit. $75 million. And they just lost their quarterback and head coach. So what that means is they have to restructure or get rid of $75 million before they can start the season next year. $75 million. And I don't think they can do that. Wow. Oh, no. They, they're going to do it. They, <laughs> no, they have to do it. But they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it in, in a good way. It's going to be – I mean, I, I, the next couple of years, I could see the Saints being like a top five draft pick type team. Yeah. Like a Detroit Lions type team. So what do you think, like, you know – Cam Jordan, Alvin Kamara, they're big, they're big contract players. You're just going to have to decide. I mean, do we want to keep Kamara and get rid of everyone else, or do we want to keep Jordan and get rid of everyone else? Like, there's just wow. you're just not going to be able to keep Is Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas is still on the roster? Yep. yep. Well, I mean, He's that, gone. No, that's an easy one. Yeah, that's, that's a first. That, so, so, you know, he doesn't want to be there anyways, just lost quarterback, just lost his coach. You just you trade him away, and you get draft picks. What about Jameis Winston? He had he, pro- he showed pro- signs. Yeah, but the problem is, is like you're stuck with those guys. You can't seek out. You don't have an opportunity to go get an Aaron Rodgers or a. And I'm just being hypothetical here, yeah, yeah. but you can't you can't go get a Russell Wilson. You can't you afford can't, to do any of that. You can't get a Deshaun Watson. You you don't have you don't have the money to do any of that. Do you believe in Ian Book? Not a boy, not a great I, performance. Uh, boy, I watched I watched his one game uh, and he kind of got thrown into the fire. But I watched his one game <laughs> against Miami and it was rough. It was bad. I, that was the game I, I need. I to, need the Saints to believe in Taysom Hill because you just paid him a crap load of money. And no kidding. And and I, I mean Taysom is okay, but I just I think that and I said this a year ago when when deciding whether Taysom was the guy or not. Taysom Hill limits the Saints' best asset, and that's Alvin Kamara. Yeah, because Alvin Kamara is a top five talent in he the NFL. He should be getting twenty five to thirty touches a game. He's a top five talent in the NFL. Yeah. At any position, almost. But do you think that Taysom Hill could be a franchise quarterback? No. I think Taysom Hill's best quality is surprise, I guess. It's not – Versatility. Yeah, just just sticking him in, doing something with him, but not necessarily him touching the ball every play. Yeah. All right, next player we have is Big Ben. We all knew it was coming. Uh, He had the video, took down his locker, said his thank yous. Big Ben is gone. Hump, who is the next Steelers quarterback? There's a lot of names thrown out there. Deshaun Watson. I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo. I've seen Aaron Rodgers. I've seen Mason Rudolph. Who's the next starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Or Russell Wilson. I, or somebody that they draft. I, ooh, I do not think it's Mason Rudolph. I hope it's not Mason Rudolph. I do not think it's Mason Rudolph. I think it is one of two things. I think you're going to go get a veteran guy like Wilson 
or Deshaun Watson or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Give what maybe after what happens this weekend, I don't know. Uh, or you're going to draft somebody. Uh, I saw I've seen lots of mock drafts. It's kind of that time of year where I start peeking into the mock drafts. I've seen lots of mock drafts saying that Pittsburgh is going to take Pittsburgh quarterback. Kenny Pickett. Staying home. Staying home. Okay. That that could work. That could work. A lot of people, the the big one, and we've talked about this before, is Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, in developing news, the next player was going to be Aaron Rodgers, question mark. Um, Is he going to retire? Is he going to go somewhere else? But the Denver Broncos. I've heard a lot of steam with the old Denver Broncos. hired Green Bay's offense coordinator. um, And that's big. Oh, wait, that's who it is? Yeah. Green Bay's offense coordinator. And uh, apparently, the Bad rumor news. is, yeah, so Isaac's a Broncos fan. He's been sending me all the deets. Apparently, they're looking to hire Packers offensive line coach as a new offense coordinator, and I think their running backs coach to go to Denver. And Roger said he doesn't want to be on a new rebuild team, and Denver has the receiver weapons. They have D- a good Denver, defense. Denver has, Denver has a good offensive line, good defense, bunch of young receivers, Javante Williams at running back. And they've proven you can bring in an old head and, you know, defense can carry his way to the Super Bowl. It's looking more and more realistic as I see it. But, Hump, question for you, Aaron Rodgers. Retiring, Green Bay Packer, Denver Bronco, maybe San Francisco 49er, maybe Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think? Man, I just, after what he said when the Packers lost this last weekend, that he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild, uh, the Green Bay Packers are $45 million over the cap space next season. <laughs> Devontae Adams is an unrestricted free agent. <sighs> it's not looking good, Dalton. Not at it's all. It's not looking good. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think that Rodgers retires. I think it's probably more likely that he plays for a different team. Um, I, I truly believe that this was the last dance for the Green Bay Packers as far as Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams goes. Uh, I'll say this. No shot. Devonte Adams comes back if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come oh, 100%. back. Oh, one hundred percent. Zero. Okay. Does he reunite with David Carr or Derek Carr in uh, Las Vegas? Does he follow Aaron Rodgers in Denver? What do you What do you think? Does so, he find somewhere else? So, really, and, and I don't. I'm not saying that Devonte Adams is a guy that's all about the money, but here's what th- this is the reality of it. Devonte Adams is going to be the highest paid receiver in the NFL. Okay. Whoever's willing to pay him that. Uh, and, and to me, in my head, I, I'm thinking that that's a team like Las Vegas. They don't have a big-name receiver. Uh, you lost Henry Ruggs. Uh, Hunter Renfro is your best receiver, who, who who had a great year, but he's not a he's, he's not, not a, yeah he's not a big paid and that'd guy. Be, that'd be a nice little duo there, and plus Darren Waller in the picture. And they play and and, and people that don't know, Carr and Adams played together at Fresno State. Uh, really good friends, apparently. No, yeah, definitely. So so yeah. that that makes sense, but I could also see maybe. The Chargers add another Ooh, big day receiver. The the Patriots go oh, out and get yeah. go out and get Devontae Adams. I just he's not coming back if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. Why, why would he go back? Uh, and, and the thing is, the only way he would come back is if they made him the highest paid receiver in the NFL. I just said they're forty five they're forty five million dollars over the cap limit. That is not realistic. Okay, and the last name, and this is a big one, but the news are kind of spreading. It's question mark. Tom Brady. He's been talking a lot about family. He needs to be a better dad. And uh, he doesn't want – he. and this is what I pitched. I, I think pitched, he's a bad dad. Well, you know, but he, 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 wants he said around. he wants to be, you know, around more. And I said maybe he announces that this is his last season and he does, like, the last hurrah, the, what, what, uh, what, 
a bunch of players have done before. But he said he doesn't want that. So, Hump, does he walk away? And he doesn't want to leave with the Super Bowl. He doesn't want to uh, ride off in the sunset. So does he leave now? Or do you think he's still got a little bit more left in him? You know, Dalton, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer both of those questions, but differently. I think he does have some more left in him uh, because he just had one of the best seasons in his career. He might win an MVP. It's going to be him or Aaron Rodgers. When was, when was the last time that number one MVP voting and number two MVP voting both might retire? Weird. Yeah, and also, and also, you know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, neither of them involved in the NFC or AFC Championship game. Weird, weird. Crazy. And, and I, 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 t- I was telling my dad this the other day, Aaron Rodgers seems younger than he is because of Tom Brady. 100%. Aaron Rodgers is going to be 38 years old this, this year. <laughs> that's freaking old. Yeah. That, that's, when, that's when the guys that have played for 15 years retire. Tom Brady is just an, an anomaly. I mean, he, he's going to be 44. But anyways. Great. To answer your question, I think he has more left in the tank. To answer the other question, I think he's done. I think he's done. I think, and, and Ryan Clark on ESPN, he he said it best, uh, and I actually really related to this as a guy that that decided to hang it up and, and retire. Um, he said when guys retire, including himself, Ryan Clark played for the Steelers in the NFL. When guys retire, it's not because of what's happening on Sunday. It's because of what's happening Monday through Saturday. They don't they're not up for the grind that it takes to 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 be ready and be the best you can on a Sunday. It, it's 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 a 365 day a year job. It's not just going to work on Sunday. It's it's everything else. It's film, it's 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 workouts, it's practices, it's it's extra practices, it's eating right, it's being away from your family, missing your kids ball games, it's all of that. And I think Tom Brady I think Tom Brady is tired of that, and, and I think he's kind of already got one foot out the door just, just by some of the messages he's put out. By the way, Gronk is talking, one of his best friends. Gronk said that if he was asked today if he had to decide whether to retire or not, he would absolutely retire uh, because he's tired. He's tired, and I, and I, I just if, – if Brady came back, Gronk would too. I truly believe that. Gronk's already putting out that he's probably done – Kind of makes me think that Brady's done too. Yeah, and you know Tom Brady has done everything that he wanted to do. He has nothing else to accomplish, so I think it's a good time. And like you said, that grind is tough, especially when you have kids and you're missing so many things. You want to see them grow up. You want to go to their stuff. So it looks like it's the end. And this is this is weird. We might not very weird. Might not have. We just lost Big Ben. We might lose Tom Brady. We might lose Aaron Rodgers. It's really time for the future, and you can see in the playoffs that the future is here. So I, I've never. Um... I've never been an NFL fan where the NFL did not have Tom Brady, Big Ben, uh, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers. That that's that's mine and your era. Uh, I always consider the first Super Bowl that I remember is uh, Steelers Seahawks. With, yeah, mine with, was with, Patriots Giants. Okay, yeah, I mean that's that's a couple yeah couple years right there. But I just it's going to be weird uh, now. Having said all that, this last weekend, uh, Walk on Radio put out a tweet talking about, oh, what if the NFL doesn't have so-and-so, so-and-so, but somebody somebody commented that they're in good hands. 
take the Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes game, the duel that we just had. That's something that we're going to have for a long time. That that's that's Tom Brady and Big Benish. Yeah, and then you of course you have now have Joe Burrow, this this kind of underdog, this third horse in the race, and now somebody we thought, oh, he, he he's not didn't do very well. All of a sudden, he he's a guy that can be up there with with the two guys and compete for best quarterback in the in the league right now. Okay, Dalton, I'm trying to pull this tweet up uh, from Walk On Radio. It was the ages of the starting quarterbacks uh, in each conference. Uh, okay, I've got it right here. Let's talk. Let's do the NFC ages. Okay, quarterbacks under the age of 32. And I'm saying 32 is is getting to, you know, you've probably got maybe a couple years. Taysom Hill, 31. Not that great. Jimmy G, 30. Maybe he goes somewhere. I don't know. Taylor Heineke, 28. How long is he a starting quarterback? Yeah, not very long. Dak, 28. Jared Goff, 27. Sam Darnold, 25. Daniel Jones, 24. Kyler Murray, 24. Jalen Hurts, 23. Justin Fields, 22. Trey Lance, 21. That's the NFC starting quarterbacks under 32. Wow. Weak list. I mean, that is, that is, that's horribly weak. Yeah. That's, that's no Aaron Rodgers, no Russell Wilson, no Matthew Stafford, no Drew Brees. That is, that's a depleted list. Now let's look at the AFC. Uh-oh. AFC is in, is in a little different situation. Derek Carr, 30. Teddy Bridgewater, 29. Carson Wentz, 29. Okay, big jump here. Deshaun Watson, 26. Baker Mayfield, 26. Patrick Mahomes, 26, Lamar Jackson, 25, Josh Allen, 25, Joe Burrow, 25, Justin Herbert, 23, Tua, 23, Mac Jones, 23, Zach Wilson, 22, and Trevor Lawrence, 22. I mean, that's a great list. Wow. And that, that's just a bunch of quarterbacks. And I really, it's cool it could, because I could see any of those quarterbacks at any time winning an MVP or winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I mean, you're telling me you're telling me that Josh Allen is never going to win an, an MVP or a Super Bowl? It's coming. That's crazy. It's coming, and uh, we're, we're going to talk Justin about Justin Herbert? I mean, Joe Burrow? MVP. Joe Burrow? I mean, tre- I, Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is in a good spot. Even a guy like Baker Mayfield, he, he gets a lot of hate, and he struggles, but I think there's going to come a time where he's going to get the right pieces, and he's going to have a great season. Lamar Jackson's already won an MVP. Patrick Mahomes, multiple Super Bowls MVP. Does Derek Carr with Devontae Adams win an MVP? Oh man, I don't think so. I don't think really? so. But I think he, I think I think if you give Derek Carr, and we already talked about this, we said that Derek Carr deserves to be the Raiders' quarterback. You give him Devontae Adams, Raiders are going back to the playoffs. Yeah, and you can't forget Josh Jacobs. He's great running back, great young guy. Then Darren Waller and uh, Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Renfro. That's a so, that's a good that's a good crew. And then Max Crosby, crew. who yeah. is an animal. Yeah, that's a good Raiders crew. Are shaping up. That's a good crew. That's a good crew. But a uh, man retirement, and uh, we talk about the old heads, but we got to talk about the new. And the new is what happened this season, this this NFL playoffs. Let's talk about some scores. Starting off, the Bengals and the Titans, nineteen to sixteen. We we called it. We knew it was going to happen. Joey B. Joey Burr. Is he the comeback player of the year? This is a this is a this is a tough topic for you, dude. Uh, I saw I saw a lot of talk on Twitter. Um, here's why it's still Dak Prescott. Okay, in my opinion, people don't realize that the playoffs don't count for these awards. They've already voted. They've voted for a month now. Uh, so I, I think that and Dak threw five touchdowns the last game of the season, breaking the single season Cowboys record, and the severity of Dak's injury. Far greater than Joe Burrow's and 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 the Bosa brother. Um, now, if we counted playoffs, of course Joe Burrow. It's got to be him. He's in the AFC Championship, uh, no doubt about that. But I still think it's going to be Dak. 
He did have a compound fracture. Uh, bone shot through his leg. Came back. Led to the Cowboys to a division championship and a 12-5 and season. Didn't get it done in the playoffs, but playoffs don't count for the awards. And uh, what's going on with the Titans? What is the, What are they missing? Very and, weak number one seed. But and, you and I both said that. Yeah. But Ryan Tannehill. Oh, it was bad. Is he, it was bad. Is he your starting quarterback for the Titans next year? Because he's had some really great games. He's had some really bad games. But in my opinion, he just never really felt like the franchise guy. Tennessee has accepted him. He's kind of changed his culture around there. But with everyone coming with this free agency quarterback room looking kind of busy, and of course a draft, is he going to stay? Well, he reminds me of, and we, we seem to have talked about this guy a lot lately, but he's like a Derek Carr to me. It's like, what's the flavor of the week? How do we feel about this guy? Ryan Tannehill, oh, we love him. Oh, he's great. He's uh, number one seed in the AFC. Then we get to the playoffs, and we're all like, oh, my God, fire Ryan Tannehill. He sucks. We hate him. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, I guess it does make your job easier when you have Derek Henry. Um, good to see him back this last weekend, uh, the, best, the best running back in the NFL. But I'm not really sure if, uh, if Ryan Tannehill is the answer for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, and I'm with you. It's, it's quite a shame because Tennessee Titans always have a – it seems like they have a good team. They're ready to go. They get in the playoffs, and then they blow it. But I'm excited for the Bengals. I'm not lying if I were to tell you I want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Now the Packers are out. I want the underdog. I want a new team in the Super Bowl, and I'm tired of the Chiefs. They're the new Patriots, and I want the Bengals. I want Joe Burrow to get in. How excited are you about the – and we're going to talk about the pick em later. We're going to do Bengals versus Chiefs. But is there a realistic chance the Bengals can win this game? I know their defense is a little bit weaker, but the offense, can they hang? And are we going to get a 60-60 to 60 game? Hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to get a 60-60 to 60 game. And I obviously, they're in the AFC Championship, so they have a chance to win the AFC Championship uh, and go to the Super Bowl. Um, no reason to doubt them at this point. Joe Burrow has played amazing to, thus far uh, to get him this far. Uh, Jamar Chase, obviously, you know, that, that's a funny situation because he's obviously one of the big reasons that they're there, but they gave up 10 sacks last weekend because they drafted Jamar Chase and not Penny <laughs> yeah. Uh, so kind of a, kind of a slap on the wrist there, but you had to, you had to pick one way or the other. Uh, obviously Jamar Chase is probably going to win the rookie of the year. So can't, can't go wrong with that, but yeah, Bengals have a chance. Uh, obviously the chiefs are uh, trying to make their third Super Bowl in a row which is incredible. Um, it's their fourth AFC championship in a row. Um, I mean, they're the favorites here, no doubt. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but Cincinnati has a shot. Joe Burrow has a shot. But we will, uh, we will see what Patrick Mahomes has to say. All right, next up we have the 49ers and the Packers. I'll go ahead and start this one. 13-10, the 49ers win on a game winner. Special teams, special teams, special teams. I know Coach McGraw, when we start special teams again, he will bring this up. Special teams win championships, and we've had a terrible special teams from the beginning of the year. Uh, we had a blocked punt. We had a blocked field goal, and that just kind of ruined the game. Now, first drive looked great. We looked awesome. We kind of ran through them. A.J. Dillon with the touchdown. But then after that, we just got stalled. Rodgers struggled, couldn't get it done. Special teams lost us that game. We were able to hold the 49ers to 13 points, which is good. Jimmy Garoppolo did not have his best game. He kind of didn't look very good. Debo Samuel ran around, did his thing. But we should have won that game. It, it was snow. We were playing in a snowy Lambeau field. That should be ultimate home field advantage. 
but it just doesn't seem to have much of an advantage anymore. And we're 0 for 4 against the 49ers these past couple of years in the playoffs. I told you this was a game I didn't want to play. They're just a team that we can't seem to beat. And uh, man, you know, talking to Coach Reed, Coach Mike Reed, I want to I want to get your take on this hump. Coach Mike Reed, he was talking to us, and he said, as of now, the 49ers remind him of the spring Sam Houston Bearcats. Because a team that didn't seem, you didn't think was going to do very well, and all of a sudden they're beating all the big teams. You, you have your Jaquez and Debo making all these crazy plays. And, I mean, the next game he's going to play is kind of like a James Madison where he's playing the Rams, a team that's tough and, and well-known and, and got the good team. So what do you think? Is it a reminder of the Sam Houston Bearcats? If they win the Super Bowl, sure, uh, because we, the Sam Houston Bearcats, were able to uh, win the ultimate prize. So we'll see if the uh, 49ers are as good as the Bearcats. But no, I like the comparison there. Um, the 49ers are putting together a hell of a run. You beat a uber talented Dallas Cowboys team. You beat a number one seed Green Bay Packers team um, at their place in their weather. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I do not hate that comparison. Now, Green Bay, I, I just, I'm going to take a little time to, uh, have a little bone to pick with, with, <laughs> with you guys, but it just, you know, I was nice to you before you start. I, you're right. Um, but, but the nation wasn't nice to me. Um, <laughs> all week I had to listen to the Cowboys getting slandered for, for losing at home, for never winning playoff games, yada, yada, yada. Should we not? Should we not crucify the uh, the Green Bay Packers for not only losing at home, not only getting a first round bye, not only it being their weather, not only having a quote unquote MVP, greatest quarterback of all time quarterback, <laughs> but they lost, and they're not going to the Super Bowl like yeah. like they should have apparently. Look, I'll tell you why we didn't get crucified and y'all did. Because y'all are the Dallas Cowboys and we're the Green Bay Packers. We're, we're a nice, well-organized team with, with nice fans that just kind of attack. We, you know what's funny about the Packer fans is we don't attack other teams. We crucify our own team. The second the Packers start losing, Packer fans are calling for Aaron Rodgers' head. They're calling for the second we lost that game, you know, the first tweet I saw from a Packer fan was fire Matt LaFleur. What's going <laughs> Whoa, on? Come on now. All right. So Cowboys, you know, Cowboy fans are what they are. And uh, y'all get y'all get attacked. But uh, I do see the comparisons. And I will say it's embarrassing. We have an MVP quarterback who could only score 10 points against a 49ers defense. It's not very good. So I agree. We should have been crucified. Now, we're not as toxic as Cowboy fans, so we didn't get it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that you were trying. I saw you on Twitter. You were trying to get the people to come after me. And I heard a couple. Most Cowboy fans were saying everything. But other than that. I, know, I had to get Jahari and Juan and Zach on you. Yeah. I saw they. Zach they, posted the memes. Yeah, I, they, I saw they poked it. at you. I just didn't want, I didn't want you to feel left out. Yeah. I got, I got the treatment beforehand. And, and I was willing to accept it. You know, the, I kept getting how you're sitting on the couch with us. I kept asking if the seat's warm. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> right. It's okay. But. Man, let me, let me ask you this question because Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan run a similar offense where you kind of motion people around, you're, you're surprising people, misdirections, and this seems to be the new style of an NFL offense. You have a quick, a smaller running or a smaller quarterback. You know, I wouldn't say Kyler Murray because he doesn't play for each team, but Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not going to be able to throw you long bombs. He's going to be able to run around. And of course, Aaron Rodgers, he's not, I don't think he's LaFleur's ideal quarterback. He got who he got. But what do you think of this new style of offense? you think it's going to last for a long time? you think this is the future? Because we're seeing a lot of young coaches, Cliff Kingsbury included, are just kind of doing this kind of thing, and, and it seems to be successful. But then when it, the second it gets stopped, 
it's stopped and you can't do anything. So what's your opinion on this offense? Do you think it's something that will, will last or, or it's just kind of a little a trendy phase right now? Well, Dalton, let's look at the four teams that are that are still playing football, okay? You've got the San Francisco 49ers who kind of run a gimmicky offense, run game, play action, Debo Samuel, crazy stuff, all that. You've got a Sean McVay-led Rams. Who's that, part of that little group. That's also part of that young little group. You've got Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who Joe Burrow, athletic guy. I don't necessarily know that they run an offense like that, but leading all of that, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the kings of running gimmicky, crazy, <laughs> ridiculous offense. And it's funny because it's, it's it's not, you know, Andy Reid isn't the offensive coordinator, but you have the oldest man I've ever seen, Andy Reid, and he hires his people, and it's just kind of, he's, he's Eric, following Eric, the line. Eric Bien-Aimé, yeah. and Who needs to be a head coach? And so to answer your question, I that's probably the way that the, that the NFL is going. Uh, Kellen Moore, Dallas Cowboys, had the number one offense in the NFL this year. Kind of runs that gimmicky stuff. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury had Kyler Murray, one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the game right now. Kind of runs that gimmicky stuff. And Josh Allen, athletic, giant guy, but kind of runs that gimmicky stuff. Do you think that it has to do with college football and the way that college football is going and and the success of college football that it's just kind of falling into the NFL? Because, you know, people used to try to separate the two and say, you're going to leave that college ball there. We're doing NFL style, but... The more college coaches that are coming and becoming NFL coaches, it, it's going with them. So do you think it's because of the success of, the, of college football that it's now just kind of forming into the NFL? Well, I'm going to – let me ask you this. Let's talk about guys that were not necessarily uber productive in college but, but kind of the prototypical NFL mold guys. And let, let's, let's talk about some recent ones there and how they're doing. Mitchell Trubisky. Yikes. Daniel Jones. Mm, Showing some shines, but other than that, not really. Yikes. Davis Mills. Yeah, not really. You know, uh, Paxton Lynch comes to mind. He was a guy like that. Oh, yeah. And super bust. Okay, let's let's look at guys that were great in college, had crazy numbers, and what they're doing in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield. Um, I mean... My, where I'm getting at in this is yes. I think the answer to your question is yes. That's what that's who's being successful in college. Those good players are translating to the next level. Lamar Jackson. Those good players are translating to the next level, and teams are rocking with it. They're playing to their QB strength. Uh, Josh Allen, big giant, huge arm, but the dude can tote the rock. And I think I think that teams are okay with that now. I think that's where we're heading with these with these offenses and, and these quarterbacks. And my final question before we move on to the last two games is, what is happening to the worth of a running back? Because we see a guy like we see a guy like Debo Samuel, we see a guy like Cordell Patterson, and we see quarterbacks. We talk, We were just talking about Taysom Hill, and it seems like nowadays, if you look at a draft, running backs are kind of not really in the picture anymore. Now, does that mean that colleges haven't really produced good running backs as of recently? But then you see Derrick Henry and the, and the Titans. So in your opinion, where do you think the worth of a running back is going to end up in the NFL? Because they're important, but are they as important as back in the day when you wanted Adrian Peterson in his prime, when you wanted guys like that? Is you think like, like a Frank Gore, somebody that could, that could run around and run people over? Or is that just kind of dead because we have small receivers that can kind of do it all? Man, I think that's a great question. Uh, I, I think the answer to that is the game's changing. It's a passing league. Uh, receivers are 
lot of people are putting more worth into receivers. You talk about Debo Samuel uh, getting in the backfield. You know what's funny? Ever since Cordell Patterson started playing running back and receiver, and then Debo Samuel did that, I see more receivers lined up in the backfield since then than I ever have. Cowboys did it with CeeDee Lamb. The Rams do it with Cooper Cup. Uh, Jamar Chase, he's getting carries in the playoffs. Tyreek Hill, he he gets he gets running back carries. So I I think I think your line of thought here is correct. Now, does that mean I have a different outlook on Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb? No, no, those guys are worth every penny. Those are game changing, offense changing guys. But after that top ten. 12, 13, 14 top running backs. After that, I think backs are kind of a dime a dozen. I think the running back by committee approach is where teams are headed. And 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 I don't think Zeke is done by any means. I think that he truly had a had a bad injury this year that he shouldn't have been playing on. But I guarantee next year in the beginning of the year, Tony Pollard is going to get more carries. He him him and Zeke are going to have more of a one A, one B type type situation yeah just like with the Packers with Aaron Jones AJ Dillon they've had similar numbers and And that's Aaron Jones a guy that two years ago set the league on fire I mean he scored he scored like a touchdown every single game and now AJ Dillon is is getting the same amount of touches as him you know it's crazy it's it's cool to see the change in the NFL and we're watching it live but of course we'll keep an eye on it and, and keep updated with it let's finish our last two scores and Wrap this episode up. Next up, we have the Rams and the Bucks. The Rams with the win, thirty to twenty-seven. A little bit of a surprise to people, but Hump, how bad do you want to see Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl? He, he deserves it. Uh, uh, all those years on on really, really, really bad Lions teams, uh, he deserves to win a Super Bowl or at least play in a Super Bowl. So I, I am rooting for for him this weekend over the Niners. Uh, it was good to see Brady not win a Super Bowl. I, he, he almost did it, though. The oh, comeback I know. was, I know. it looked like we were about to see well, it. Well, things were happening, and all I could see was 28-3, to Falcon, Falcons-Patriots. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to come back. But, yeah, I don't. I like Brady, actually. A lot of people don't like him because he wins. I, I just wanted to see somebody new win a Super Bowl. It's, not, it's nothing against Brady. Uh, but, yeah, Buccaneers, they, they just, like I said last week, they, they didn't have the weapons to, to keep up with with the Rams and Cooper Cup and now Odell Beckham, who's apparently the best freaking receiver in the NFL. Uh, Cam Akers looks phenomenal after a Achilles tear. Uh, and their defense, you know, Jalen Ramsey got torched by, by Mike Evans. I actually predicted that. But Aaron Donald, great. Vaughn Miller came up big, had a strip sack, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 it's good to see the Rams moving on and, and Tom Brady done. And then finally, we have the Bills and Chiefs in one of the best games uh, I've ever seen, that you've ever seen. At the end of the day, the Chiefs get the win. And the big question is, overtime mm. in the NFL, mm. and I'll say it first before you get into it, yes, overtime rules should change, but the Bills shouldn't have allowed the Chiefs to score in 13 seconds to tie it up, right? So should, should overtime rules change? Yes. Should it be because of this game? No. But Hump... Big question, NFL overtime, yes or no, and talk to me about this game. And, uh, man, Josh Allen just can't just can't beat his rival, can't get over that hump. Ooh, Dalton, this game was awesome. This game was uh, – I watched this game with with my girlfriend Jill. We, we watched the whole fourth quarter and overtime at Torchy's. Uh, and it was, a, it was a fun time, actually. And, and this, is a, this is one of the, the best 
playoff games that I'll ever remember. Uh, just just Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes dueling it out to see who's going to the AFC Championship. I think that game was the AFC Championship. Whoever wins that was going to the Super Bowl. But here's what I have to say about your little overtime question. Yes, I am disappointed that Josh Allen did not touch the football. It is a crime to football. It is a crime to the uh, city of Buffalo. It's just a crime that he didn't touch a football there. Now, having said that, Kansas City defense didn't play either, okay? Don't be mad just because this is an offensive sport and the defense didn't come up so that the offense could play, okay? I think that both sides on both teams should get the opportunity to play in overtime, but you can't just be mad at the rule because your offense didn't get a shot. Your defense got a shot, and they lost. That's a fact of the matter. Yeah, and they and like I said, they had a shot in the fourth quarter to end it, and they allowed a guy to score in 13 seconds. That's on them. Can I, can I interject on the 13 seconds thing? If I see one more freaking post about – the Cowboys' last play took 14 seconds, and the Kansas City's last drive took 13. They had three timeouts, and they needed a field goal and not a touchdown. ESPN, what are you doing? It's funny that— they just pick, Everyone just wants to pick on Dallas because that's who gets the most clicks. That's what I was about to say. Like, that had nothing to do with the Cowboys. I, dude, the Cowboys have been out for a week, and the whole, the whole freaking night is about, oh, Dak Prescott. We're talking about the Chiefs and the Bills. Leave them alone. They've had enough. So, Hump, with your beloved Bills, I'm disappointed. They, by what the way. do they need to do? What pieces are missing? Because, of course, they spent years building the D line, and the D line is okay. But are they missing a corner? Are they missing a linebacker? What else do they need? Because the offense looks great. The offense is almost perfect at this point. Maybe how a running Gab- back. How about Gabriel Davis? Two hundred one yards, four touchdowns. I mean, that's incredible. But anyways, but, you took the words out of my mouth. I think they could go get an upgrade at running back. Maybe you trade for somebody, maybe free agency. Maybe you draft one of the young guys, uh, Breesy Hall, um, Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Walker. I don't know, one of those guys. But, Dalton, to be honest with you, I don't think, I don't think they need anything. I think, I think the Buffalo Bills are ready to play for a Super Bowl. I think they just, I think they just lost to the Chiefs uh, before they could get there. Uh, but there's not – I don't think there's five or six teams that are better than the Bills. I really don't. And, and, and that all starts with Josh Allen – I said that Josh Allen was the best quarterback still left in the playoffs last week, and I still believe that. I think Josh Allen is is as good as Patrick Mahomes or better. Uh, I think he's better than Brady at this point, better than Rodgers at this point, but Josh Allen is a real deal. And Josh Allen will one day win an MVP and will one day win a Super Bowl. So with uh, Patrick Mahomes' performance, had a had a very mediocre season and a great playoffs hump mediocre on his terms yeah yeah because he still put up some crazy numbers so let's say he wins the super bowl yeah i know where you're going with this you already know already thought about it we had this exact same conversation last year uh funny we're having it again <laughs> last year we weren't sure this year i'm positive patrick mahomes wins the super bowl patrick mahomes probably makes the super bowl he's already a hall of famer well even that where would you put him all time he needs to do it longer to be considered in the all-time list but He's a Hall of Famer if he does it again. Yeah, uh, n- no question because you because Big Ben is a Hall of Famer. He won two Super Bowls. Eli Manning Hall of Famer won two Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes has a chance to win his second Super Bowl, get to his third Super Bowl in such a short amount of time. He's a Hall of Famer. Do you think with and we've I've asked this question a million times, but the track he's on, and let's say he has a 
not a Brady career, but a long tenured career, maybe an Eli Manning tenured career. Do you think he can finish as the greatest quarterback of all time? Uh, you mean you mean time wise? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not so. Uh, not Tom say, Brady and being he's going to be better than Eli Manning. And Eli Manning were long right. enough. Okay. Um, you know, I just I, he's not going to win. He's not going to win seven Super Bowls. That that's 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 a really tall ask, and especially when I just named off all of the AFC quarterbacks that are going to be really good for years to come. He's not going to win seven Super Bowls. Now, I don't. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that the rings thing is the end-all, be-all, this is the greatest of all time because I don't care what metric you give me with finals and, and championship performance. LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Amen. I don't, I don't, that's a hot take. Don't, don't, it's not a hot take. You just started a whole new. That's fine. <laughs> I, I walk on radio. This can be basketballhoops.com. I don't care. <laughs> don't argue with me. LeBron's better than Jordan. I agree. LeBron's probably not going to get six rings at this point. Yeah, Jordan has six rings, okay? But if we're going to do that, we're getting into basketball here, but if we're going to do that, Bill Russell won 11. So don't give me no rings, don't give me no rings talk with Jordan, okay? But anyways, Patrick Mahomes is allowed to be better than Brady just because he doesn't win seven Super Bowl rings. And I think with his trajectory, if he can do this for eight, nine, ten more years, boy, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for him to not be in the conversation just just because of the sheer numbers that he's putting up. We have to think too, man. The Chiefs, Andy Reid doesn't have much longer. He's definitely going to retire soon. And Chiefs offense coordinator is going to be a head coach eventually. So maybe Maybe he's just waiting around to stay with with Kansas City. Yeah. And Aaron, and when Andy Reid retires, he's just going to take like, over like a Kansas Josh City. McDaniel situation. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> That's never going to happen. That one's <laughs> never going to happen. Yeah. Andy Reid will retire. But uh you, you know, you <laughs> never know, maybe Patrick Holmes ends up on a new team, but you know, as of now, he's doing a great job. He's one of the best we've seen, and he's got a great future ahead of him. Let me ask you this, and I know, I know we're running late. This is a longer episode than anticipated, but Aaron Rodgers lost this weekend. What does that do to his legacy? Is it a huge blemish? It's I think it's a huge blemish. blemish. Because, you know, I was seeing these stats. We've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for 30 years. Consecutive. And two Super Bowl wins. Yeah. It just takes – it tells people that he's not clutch. He can't win in the playoff game. It's a huge blemish, only having one Super Bowl but multiple MVPs. It, it's bad. and But also you have to consider that, you know, he's had some good teams, but he's had some really bad teams, and he's had to kind of do it himself. He's had a great offense. I mean, Jordy Nelson. I love Jordy Nelson. He's one of my favorite players. He's not an elite receiver. Aaron he, made, Rodgers, he made him better. Yeah. Greg Jennings, Jake great Jennings, receiver. Donald Driver. He's yeah. made them all. Now Devontae, great, great receiver. receiver. Yep. But Aaron Rodgers had Aaron Rodgers makes Alan Lazard looks elite. Yep. I agree. And with so all that. it's tough because we've we've had a historically bad defense for a lot of years, and this year we finally picked it up, and we had a good team. But Jair Alexander misses half the season. He comes back this this week, and he didn't play a lot. We we didn't have Dave Bakhtiari, so maybe that that would help. But it's a big blemish. He's got to win, and I know it's a team sport, but he's got to have more than one. So that's why I think maybe he goes and tries to win another one just to have his legacy, but it's huge, especially especially because did you see the video where they asked, how do you feel not being drafted by the Niners? And Aaron Rodgers said, the Niners are going to be more mad that they didn't draft me. Well, they beat him every year. Yeah. So it's a tough thing, but it definitely affects his legacy. Well, and I, I think, and me and you have had this conversation more times than once, but I think Aaron Rodgers intangibly, you know, arm ability, mind, playmaking, stats, he's one of the best ever. But he will never, 
be in the greats conversation. I agree. Given his given his postseason success, yeah, he will never be in the same conversation as Tom Brady with me. Never will be in the same conversation as Joe Montana. Never be in the conversation with Peyton Manning. He he will never be those guys until he can win some more in the playoffs. Yeah, but I I'll still argue to this day that he's the most talented. I, that's fine. But I, he'll, I, he's not the goat. He to me, he can't be him. Him and a Dan Marino are the same guy. 100%. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl, but his stats and his talent were as good as anyone we've ever seen, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But he will never be in a GOAT conversation. I, I agree, and it's unfortunate. It uh, is. It, it makes is. you wonder if he was on a different team. But, you know, he, he did what he did. He'll be a Packer legend forever. He'll be in that group of, you know, Bart Starr, Red Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But we only have four Super Bowl wins as, yeah. a, as a total of those three, and it, it's tough. But, Hump, let's finish this episode. We've got two games to pick. Let's start off with the NFC Championship, the Rams, 49ers. 49ers, a team that didn't really think was going to be here, but here they are. And then you got the Rams. They were a favorite. Then all of a sudden they weren't, and then they came right back. Matthew Stafford, we want the guy to win, versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Allegedly, he's got a shoulder problem. Maybe it's Trey Lance. Maybe he comes oh, into play. Oh. But NFC Championship, Hump, I think we both have the answer does regardless. A win, does a win here by Jimmy Garoppolo give Jimmy Garoppolo the starting job next year? No, I don't think so. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Ooh, that's me, spicy. Me and Coach Reed talked about it, and uh, I think he just he doesn't have what it takes. But Coach Reed said it best himself. He doesn't really trust Trey Lance yet. So maybe they find somebody else. We talked about Aaron Rodgers. We talked about somebody else. But I don't know. I don't think. Oh, God, if Aaron, Rod- if Aaron Rodgers goes to, to the Niners, that's like Kevin Durant going to the Warriors after I know. they beat him. I know. But uh, anyways, Jim Garoppolo will not be the quarterback. I'm with you there completely. But that's another episode for another time. Rams, Niners, Dalton. I think we're on the same page here. I'm going the Rams. Uh, they've been one of the best teams all year. Um, it's time for Matthew Stafford. Let's find out what you're made of. Are, are you a guy that can that can get over the hump? You've got all the pieces that you need. Cooper Cup, one of the greatest years in receiving history. A revived Odell Beckham. Cam Akers, Sonny Michelle, great defense. One of the best defensive players of all time in Aaron Donald. Rams, if you don't get this done, you might not ever get it done. Give me the Rams. Yeah, they built for this. They, uh, you could tell they were building for the Super Bowl. They made a bunch of crazy trades and a bunch of signs. They have to. They have to win this. But I think, I think the 49ers defense can, can surprise people. We've seen a bad Matthew Stafford before. But I think the Rams defense will be able to hold the Niners out enough where they can get it done. So give me the Rams here. I think they go to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, am I cheering for the 49ers? I don't know. I think my whole mindset, just like with Montana State when they beat us, is if you're going to beat us, go all the way. But I think the Rams are going to win. I think they have the most realistic shot. And I want to see Matthew Stafford get one. He's a guy that has faced the Packers for many years, and we beat him. So it's time. And then finally, we have the AFC Championship. Bengals versus Chiefs, the underdog, the, I think America's team right now. Everyone wants the Bengals <laughs> in the Super Bowl. All the memes and stuff have been so good. <laughs> Joey Ice so versus good. Patty Mahomes. Hump, is it going to be like every other year, or is there going to be a surprise and upset in the making? Man, golly, Dalton. I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I truthfully think that, that since he has a chance, uh, I think it's awesome that they've gotten here. I think one day they will have a chance. Uh, but that chance is not this weekend. Kansas City is going to their third Super Bowl in a row, trying to win their second out of three. Um, you know, I just think I just think Mahomes and and Kelsey and Tyreek is too much. Uh, you know, somebody might say, "Oh, well, Ryan, Cincinnati beat Kansas City late in the season. Why why is it any different? This is different. This is the AFC Championship. This is a trip to the Super Bowl. Okay, 
Kansas City certainly has been there, done that. Uh, I saw Joe Burrow made some comments about how he played in the SEC. The stadiums do not get as loud at Arrowhead as they do in the SEC. Um, fact check, that is very wrong. Uh, I read that, like, the whole decibels thing on the noise, Arrowhead apparently is, like, earthquake-level noise. Uh, so and they're going to be they're going to be uh they're going to be ramped up for this one because Joe Burrow had some comments about it. Rookie mistake there. Uh but yeah, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, fun year, not this year, maybe next year. Chiefs are going to the bowl. Yeah, I agree. Uh but I'm my heart's for Cincinnati. I want Cincinnati to make it. I want it to be true. I want the underdog story, but let's be real. We got we kind of got an Alabama situation here where it's just you know, I guess I guess it's Kansas City situation for Alabama, but they're just too good. They just have such a good team. Uh, their defense might be a little wishy washy, so I think maybe Cincinnati can keep up and it can be a shootout. But if I had to pick, I don't think they want to get in a shootout though. Yeah, if I had to pick between Mahomes and Burrow right now, you got to go with Mahomes. Chiefs go again, and uh, I guess we'll talk about our our pick on Super Bowl later. That's a little. That's no a whole episode. Yeah. We'll have we'll have Tory Humphreys, my dad, Super Bowl PhD on for that week. That's our our yearly tradition. Uh, but we will we will give those picks at another time. But hump NFC Championship, AFC Championship, Sam Houston talk. We got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, any final words before we end this episode, Dalton? What about the USFL? We going to cover that? That's coming up. There's I mean, a Houston team. I think Houston we got Gamblers. To. Maybe, are we, maybe we are we Houston Gamblers fan? Because I love the name. Yeah, I love the name. Apparently, uh, I don't know. Maybe Kevin Sumlin is the coach. Yeah, Jeff okay. Fisher. Jeff Fisher's the coach for for a team. Na- I think it's the Nashville team. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, I, I mean, I loved the XFL. If COVID wouldn't happen, the XFL would have still been rocking. But we've got the USFL this year. Maybe me and Dalton go to a game. Huh. I don't know. More than that, I think it's time you strap up. You think it's time I... I think think you make a comeback. Okay, okay. We'll (laughs) see about that. Uh, But Dalton, nothing else. Great episode. Uh, We love you guys. Keep listening. Keep liking. Keep sharing. Leave us a review. Believe Podcast. Number one uh, podcast for professionals. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Shout out to Cardi. We'll see you next time. And of course, thank you for listening. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.